Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, get 10% off. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. 
What if Batman was real? He kind of was for a while. Allow me to explain. Mexico is an interesting beast, is it not? I have always found the place fascinating. I will be honest. I know many of you probably don't care for it or only read the bad headlines. I love Mexico. I've always thought it had potential to be the next superpower in the world. I still think that. Sounds absurd right now. I get it. It's a narco state. It is. It's corrupt. It's crappy. I get that. But it has two oceans, a border with two oceans. That's a big deal. Ton of natural resources. Pretty solid family unit environment that matters. Good food. Good vac- great vacation destination. Hot women. Mexico is awesome. I love it. Love it. Shoot, half my half my best buddies are Mexicans. But it's been a disaster for a long time. <laughs> and and what fascinates me when it comes to history, when it comes to all the things we talk about, the stuff that I love is how all of our stuff overlaps. It all interweaves with each other. There's all this part is always in some way tied to this part. That stuff that's totally unrelated. Completely unrelated. We just did a big show on Cortez, Hernan Cortez, that stud. Yeah, a little, little kind of a murderer and rapist, but but also a brave, brave dude. And how he took down the Aztecs. Well, what happened post-Mexican conquest? Spain took over. As I've told you before, it's amazing how limited Spain's power is today when you look at the height of Spain's power. Go, go, I I bet you you can find a map on it somewhere. Maybe I'll try to find one and throw it up on the Twitter page at Jesse Kelly Show. Spain's power at its height is shocking. Just in the Western Hemisphere, it's like everything. It's like all of South America, Mexico, half of America, half of United States is everything. So they take over Mexico and they're running Mexico as those powerful European countries did. And eventually they ran into some issues. One of those issues, tell me if this name sounds familiar, Napoleon. Just did an episode on him, too. Do you remember when Napoleon was beating the crap out of everybody in Europe? We talked about that. Yeah, well, Spain got in on that action, too. And eventually, Spain simply lacked the resources to hang on to Mexico. Well, what was Mexico like under Spain? It sucked for most people. It was a bunch of rulers, governors, whatever you want to call them. A few wealthy Spanish people. You've all seen Zorro. Have you not seen Zorro? It was a bunch of wealthy Spanish dudes lording over the Mexican people. Eventually, the Mexican people have quite enough of it. Spain has to eventually say, sayonara, we out. Peace. Spain takes off. Mexico now belongs to Mexicans. Only 
It still sucked. And I mean, it sucked bad. You see, what people know their whole lives is so incredibly powerful. And that's going to be a theme on the show today. What you have cemented in your conscious consciousness is a powerful, powerful thing. What you know to be true. What you have learned your entire life. Well, in Mexico, what did they know? They knew rich, powerful governors and landowners and everyone else got treated like crap. And that didn't change when the Spanish left. All of a sudden, it was a bunch of hacienda owners. And hacienda is a fancy way to say a big ranch. Only they redefined big ranch down there. There, It's not just, you know, horses and some chickens. It was mining operations. It was extensive. These vast I mean, plantations, you would call them. And one dude would run it. And virtually everyone else in the country would work under these dudes running it. And they were, by all intents and purposes, slaves. Many were classified as sharecroppers, you know, come out, work my land, and I'll give you a house. But they were slaves, treated like crap. Anytime the wealthy and powerful people wanted to come prey on you and your family in any way they wanted, they would do so with no legal recourse whatsoever. And that was from the early 1800s when they got their independence until the 1900 area. Roughly, that was how it worked. And then a man is born, and his name is Jose Doroteo Arango Arambula. Don't even attempt to remember that name or pronounce it or butcher it the way I just did. You will know him as Pancho Villa. Pancho Villa is one of those poor kids. In a poor family, parents were share- dad was a sharecropper, and his dad dies when Poncho's 15. Poncho has some basic literacy, but immediately drops all that school nonsense because he has to take care of his mother and siblings. And he does, works his fingers to the bone at some of the hardest jobs you can possibly imagine to take care of his family. Until one fateful day. His sister. His teenage sister. She catches the eye. Of a wealthy. Hacienda owner. He has his way with her. Obviously unwillingly. Pancho Villa. Because he's Pancho freaking Villa. At 16. Hunts the dude down. Shoots him dead. Um, now he's in a bit of trouble, isn't he? Because the poor did in no way get to rise up against the wealthy people who ran all the politics there. Pancho is now an outlaw. He steals a horse. He takes off into the mountains. And Pancho is now an outlaw for real. And he joins with other outlaws stealing, killing on occasion. But... Pancho is a little different. The dude, got to be honest, one of my favorite historical figures, just a little different. 
that whole steal from the rich, give to the poor Robin Hood thing, Poncho lived it. He wasn't, look, he wasn't this saint by any stretch of the imagination, but Poncho really did it from an early, early age. He would steal cattle and go give some cattle to the poor people so they could eat. If he found out a business owner was abusing people, uh, pretty good chance Poncho would just kill him and give all his stuff to the poor people. Poncho, let me be clear, was a violent, violent human being that viewed killing as always an option on the table. It's always something we consider. However, don't mean he was all bad. Now, he's just an outlaw until, well, somebody begins to take him under his wing. You see there's a revolution building. They have the the big cheese in Mexico at this time. His name is Diaz. And Diaz has been the head of Mexico for like 90 terms. Now, that's obviously an exaggeration, but Diaz is the only one in charge. Diaz is obviously on the side of all the wealthy landowners. There's one power structure until a man named Madero comes along. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. Animals are special, aren't they? I mean, don't we all have at least some kind of a heart for animals? And it's time to get involved with a great organization. It's called Delta Rescue. And what they do is they run the largest no-kill and care-for-life animal sanctuary in the world And they've been doing it for a long, long time. Leo Grillo left Hollywood 40 years ago, and he's dedicated his life to Delta Rescue. He's dedicated his life to these animals. And he has incredible stories. One time he saved a family of 21 dogs abandoned in the wilderness. It's such an incredible story. They made a documentary about it called The Rescuer. It won awards. And you actually get that documentary if you go to deltarescue.org slash jesse and get involved. It's time to get involved. This is the organization to choose. Deltarescue.org slash jesse. Madero is an interesting guy. Now, I'm not, as you know, going to overwhelm you with names, especially not Mexican names, but there are some names you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bear with me today. I'll try to keep it to four or five, which I know it's about two or three more than I normally do. But the Mexican Revolution is a complicated bit. Poncho, here's about this guy, Madero. At the same time. A man named Gonzalez, don't worry, aren't many aren't many more names. A man named Gonzalez takes young Poncho under his wing. Gives him that sit-down talk. Hey, do you want to steal cattle your whole life? Or do you actually want to help the poor people you love? Poncho loves this man, Gonzalez. Poncho listens to this man. 
And Poncho is extremely, extremely talented. Understand that. He served for a little while, a very little while in the Mexican military, so he learned some military discipline, some tactics. Poncho understood how to lead men and endear men to him and understood discipline. And Gonzalez takes in young Pancho Villa, and essentially they decide, look, this Madero guy who's running against Diaz, this guy wants what we want. Diaz, you know, he's the guy in charge. Diaz is the one. He's got all the Hacienda guys with him. Diaz is running stuff. Madero runs on, hey, 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 it's time. It's time to let these people be free. It's time to let all the Mexican people prosper. This is this is garbage. Obviously, Diaz does not like this idea. Eventually, Diaz gets to thinking, you know, I said we were going to have an election, but I'm going to lose that election. You know what? Madero's going to jail. And then it's on. Then Madero, who wanted to solve this politically, decides, okay, it's revolution time, baby. And the Mexican revolution kicks off. And Pancho Villa is a stud. I can't and won't go into all the various victories and battles, but Pancho Villa is a stud. And even on a larger level, Pancho Villa gives back. Pancho Villa was constantly, constantly letting money and materials pass right through his hands, making sure virtually all of it went right to either his men or the poor people in the area. And like many revolutions do, like pretty much all revolutions do, it attracts great people. It attracts Really bad people. And it attracts people who are great at the beginning and get bad really quickly. And and understand this. It can happen to all of us, can't it? Do you know anybody in your life who all of a sudden gets some money or achieves a great deal of success and they change? They change for the worse? No, I'm not talking about that normal kind of change. Ah, Johnny doesn't even want to come get blackout drunk anymore on Monday nights. He's changed, man. No, he's successful now. He he has he has obligations. I'm talking about someone who turns into a legitimately bad human being when they get a bunch of money and success. You know, you know people like that. I know you do. I do. Of course, everybody does. That happens to people. You can join the Mexican Revolution to lead men in battle. And eventually. I mean, yeah, it's a revolution and we're here to give back to the people, but I have all these guys in charge and there's that town over there and I mean, we could liberate them or we could just loot the whole place and take all the money and women for ourselves. Not Poncho. And not only that, Poncho didn't let that happen under his command. You would, if you were one of Poncho's men, and you looted or abused the people, Poncho would have you shot on the spot. On the spot. Gone. And his legend starts to grow. And it starts to grow. 
and it starts to grow. And eventually, Mr. Pancho Villa with Madero and all the others, they win. Madero is the big cheese in Mexico. Woo! We finally, finally are going to have some justice for the people. We are finally going to have, you know, opportunity distributed. Uh, Not really. Madero makes a mistake, and I need you to pay attention here. Maybe he felt like he had to. Maybe he was just weak. Maybe maybe there was nothing else he could do, but Madero takes over. He's the man. And he keeps all of the corrupt people Diaz had around him right where they were. Right where they were. Now, that's a big, big, big problem. Poncho actually pulled Madero aside personally at one point and said, these bunch of dandies are going to be the end of you and me. What are you doing? You kept everybody in charge. And one of those people in charge was a man named Huerta. Huerta hated Pancho Villa, had previously fought against Pancho Villa on behalf of Diaz. Huerta wanted Pancho to die, but eventually decides he's going to take him in instead. You know, I guess Madero likes the guy. I'll take him in. Tries to make Pancho a brigadier general and understand Huerta bought off lots of the revolutionary guys. Oh, hey, we fought a revolution. You fought a revolution against me and my people. Okay, I get that. No big deal. I'm still the head military guy now. How would you like to be a general? Maybe have a personal staff. Little salary, little little house on the beach somewhere we can go deep sea fishing in Cabo. I don't know if they did that back then, but it just sounds sweet. And that worked a lot. Understand, it's a revolution. A revolution is mainly fought by the have-nots. When the have-nots start to have a little... You can lose them. You can lose them very easily. I grew up poor. I'm tired of this. I'm fighting on behalf of the poor. I will die for the poor. I will kill for the poor. The poor this, the poor that. Uh, You'll never catch me selling out. Uh, Here's a million dollars. You know what? That sounds good. See you, poor. I'll be on my yacht if you need me. And there was a lot of that. Buying people off with position, with money, with power. Only you didn't buy off Pancho Villa with a brigadier generalship. Pancho's like, yeah, sounds good. And Pancho was still Pancho. Huerta hated him for it. Eventually, some say they framed him for the crime. Some say Pancho did it of stealing cattle. I think we can all assume Pancho was probably most definitely stealing cattle. And, a, and Huerta gets him thrown in jail and has him lined up for the firing squad. Poncho starts writing the big cheese, Madero, and saying, Hey, bro, uh, remember who your friends are. These guys want me to die. Madero? Hey, Madero, anything? And Madero doesn't let him out of jail, but he does stop the execution. At the last minute, they say Poncho was actually stood up in front of the firing squad when the telegram came from the Mexican president saying, do not kill Pancho Villa. But they left him in jail. Except it's Pancho Villa and he didn't want to be in jail. So 
Pancho Villa is going to find a way out of jail. And oh boy, does he ever. Hang on. Ebb sleep has changed lives. I, I mean, that sounds so dramatic. It sounds so cliche. But if you are somebody who struggles with sleeplessness, you know what it does to you, what it does to your mind, your body, your energy level. I mean, aren't you a worse person when you don't sleep? Maybe, maybe you're just fine. I'm a worse person when I don't sleep. I'm mean. I'm, I'm not me. I, I can't think clearly. It's awful. But Ebb Sleep has changed that because Ebb Sleep isn't sleeping pills. It actually targets those thoughts racing through your head. It's a wearable device that applies continuous cooling to that forehead, which calms your thoughts and puts you asleep and keeps you asleep. Try an Ebb Sleep. Now, go to tryebb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Don't forget to use the promo code jesse at checkout. Gets you 25 bucks off. Poncho is a charismatic human being he's so charismatic he wants out of jail has a good idea he should probably get out of jail he befriends a clerk who works at the jail not a fellow inmate a clerk who works at the jail gets this guy so on his side the clerk eventually smuggles him in a suit essentially to make Poncho look like a lawyer and the clerk walks out the front door of the jail with Poncho via dressed up as a lawyer. Poncho escapes to America. Poncho is not persona non grata in America. Understand that. Poncho was smart enough very early on, and this continued forever, to leave... Americans alone, well, I shouldn't say it continued forever. We'll get to that in a minute. To leave Americans alone, to leave America alone. He would sell goods. He'd steal cattle and sell them in America. He'd buy guns from America. Pancho Villa was well thought of in the United States of America. He escapes to America and not a moment too soon because Huerta eventually, remember, the, the the bad guy who Madero wouldn't fire. Yeah, he eventually has Madero assassinated and takes over. Pancho Villa does not do well with his friends being killed. And he certainly does not do well with his mentor, Gonzalez, being killed. And, well... Pancho Villa rides back into Mexico, and he's ready to kill somebody. And here's the deal. Pancho didn't have resources. (laughs) He didn't have 
anything. He rides back into Mexico. I'm not making this up. With eight dudes and some sugar and some coffee, and they all had rifles in 4,000 rounds. <laughs> Only your Pancho Villa, and yeah, you're starting a revolution again, and eventually he does. And Pancho, it turns out, is a beast. He's a master of organization. He's a master at getting people on his side. As I told you earlier, protecting his men, taking care of his men. And Poncho, it turns out, military strategy-wise, very, very, very good. Only Poncho's also very, very, very aggressive. His men are mounted. He will ride right into the teeth of it. Eventually, after a long, long, long campaign, he actually wins. They get word to out. Pancho Villa has done it, except the Pancho Villa saga is not over. It's not over by a long shot. New guys take over, and I'm going to stop with the names now because you are probably a little bit confused at this point in time, as is natural. Highly recommend you go read his story, learn about his story. But Poncho, Poncho only knows aggression. Poncho only knows going after people. Poncho only knows rebellion. But, you know, in Poncho's eyes, he was always right. You see, they defeated Huerta. And one of Poncho's fellow revolutionaries takes over as being the big cheese. Only he and Poncho didn't really get along. There was a rift there. And he figures out, you know, I'll just pay off the rest of Poncho's guys because we won the revolution. What's Poncho even talking about anymore? And he does. And now Poncho Villa, now he's back to being an outlaw after all these years of revolution and all these years being friends with the United States of America. America sold him arms. And now Poncho's on the outs and President Woodrow Wilson, we are in World War I era now, President Woodrow Wilson decides no more arms for Pancho Villa. No more support for Pancho Villa. We are now going to support the Mexican regime that's in place. Well, you're Pancho Villa. That's going to be a problem for you. Pancho Villa's men attack a train. It's a train in Mexico, but it is a train that has Americans on board. Pancho Villa Claim Now, I should say he claims he did not authorize this, but his men pull the Americans off and execute them. That's a big, big, big deal. Pancho Villa also attacks Columbus, New Mexico. Maybe you've heard of this. Maybe you haven't. He wants the arms there. He's trying to arm up his revolution. He gets bad intel saying there's only a few troops there. It turns out there are a lot of troops there, and it turns out Pancho, maybe a little too in love with his own reputation, does not realize this is not uh, this is not some poor Mexican suburb. This is the United States of America, Jack. And Columbus, New Mexico may look like a sleepy little town, but everybody has a gun because this is America, baby. And they roll into town trying to cause trouble, and soon they're getting shot at from everywhere. Like, oh my gosh. These Americans are insane. 
<laughs> Poncho takes some heavy losses. Woodrow Wilson has had about enough. He sends General Blackjack Pershing with 5,000 men into Mexico to go get Poncho Villa. But here's the problem. One, even though he hated Poncho Villa, the new head of Mexico really resented America being in Mexico, as you can imagine. Two, Pancho Villa may just be an outlaw in the mountains again, but the people still loved him, and they remembered everything he'd done for them. And Black Jack Pershing, talented as he was, never got him. Never, ever, ever got him. Should be noted, remember how everything overlaps, everything interlocks? One of the young officers under Black Jack Pershing during this Mexican expedition eventually finds himself hunting for some of Pancho's banditos. This young officer wore some old school Mexican or, or Mexican old school six gun on his on his hip, an old school revolver. These Mexican banditos all of a sudden ride out around this building and they're riding right towards this officer who stands there like a stone, pulls out his Mexican revolver and guns them both off of their horses. He then straps their bodies to the hood of his Jeep and drives them back into the army base where he celebrated. Do you know what that young officer's name was? George S. Patton. Remember, it all interlocks, people. All of it. Well, they don't get black. They, they don't get Poncho, and Blackjack eventually has to leave because it's 1916, and we decide we're going to go to World War One. Poncho's now there. New president gets taken down. Finally, there's a new guy in charge, and Poncho, in his 40s at this point, has decided, you know, I'm done with this revolutionary life. The new president, realizing Poncho's popularity. Gives him one of the cheriest deals ever. You want to talk about a deal that really, really, really worked out in Poncho's favor? The president gives him amnesty? And it's not like he's just like, all right, hey, man, you're free. Go uh, uh, go pound some nails or something somewhere. Gives him amnesty? Drops a truckload of money on him? And allows him to keep... 50 of his best and closest men on and pays them as his personal bodyguard and gives him a ranch, gives him a big hacienda. Pablo essentially retires with the ultimate golden parachute pension plan. He's living the high life, right? That is how you end your life as a Mexican revolutionary. You are chilling on your hacienda. Honey, bring me a margarita. Life ain't bad. But here's the thing. You're still Pancho Villa. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Pancho Villa, chewing on his Mexican hacienda. 
enjoying his, I think he had like five wives or so. Poncho was yeah, a little bit of a ladies' man. A little bit. Um, well, there's a presidential election coming up, and you're still Poncho Villa. And the current president, he's the one who hooked you up, you know. Amnesty, here's a hacienda. Yeah, keep your bodyguards. Keep You just go do you. So obviously you're Pancho Villa, and you are going to be grateful, and you're just going to stay out of politics the rest of your life. No. Pancho Villa gives an interview with an American journalist, and some say it was calculated. Some say it was off the cuff. Some just say he was just being honest. Poncho essentially tells this guy, retired. I could raise tens of thousands of troops with the snap of my fingers. And it's not good. There were rumors swirling that he was going to get involved in politics in some way. And so Poncho via, well, he has to take a trip to town one day. He throws a few of his bodyguards in the car with him. Pancho Villa does not go without bodyguards. He's, well, he's murdered a lot of people in Mexico. And he heads to town. Streets are virtually deserted in the town. Something right out of the movies, right? Kind of weird. Man, street vendor, runs up in front of Villa's car and says, Viva Villa! At which point, seven gunmen raise up and fill Via's car full of holes, including putting four in Poncho's head. Poncho's dead. Obviously, it was coordinated ahead of time. The street vendor who yelled Viva Via, he was supposed to yell Viva Via if Poncho was in the front seat and Viva Via twice if Poncho was in the back seat. This was all paid off, very professional hit. Poncho died. We all are certain things. And once you get to a certain point in your life, I'm not going to do that thing where uh, people don't change, but I'm kind of going to do that thing. At a certain point in your life, you are what you are. And in so, so many ways, it can be the reason you succeed. And in so many ways, that same thing, That reason you succeed is the reason you fall. How many times have I sat here in front of this microphone and told you stories about people or battles or wars or revolutions and there's some stud out there, the Napoleon, you know, who's always doing the daring thing and then eventually the daring thing finds you in Moscow in the wintertime. That thing you are is so often that thing that brings you down. Because people have a hard time, everybody, it's human nature, have a hard time changing, have a hard time adjusting, having a hard time acknowledging, one, times have changed, 
Two, maybe I was wrong. Three, maybe, just maybe, maybe I need to change course. Maybe I need to pick a new direction. There is so much going on right now that is explained by exactly that. I'm going to tell you something, and I've avoided this because it's just been a vague annoyance. But I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to be real, real frank with you, and it's going to make you mad. Donald Trump is embarrassing himself. I don't know if you're on his social media accounts. But Donald Trump has this clearly very personal rift with Morning Joe and Micah, this show on MSNBC. They used to love him. Now they hate him. They hate each other. They trash him every day. He trashes them every day. I don't care. I don't care about Trump trashing the press. None of this matters to me. And Donald Trump has gone off recently about some girl whose death was ruled accidental. Now Trump is claiming it's essentially murder and kind of accusing Joe Scarborough of murder. It's really bizarre. I don't know the details. I don't care. It's not about that at all. And it's not about protecting them. I don't care. Um, we, have, we have 50 million Americans out of work. That slapping around the media with stuff like that was so much funnier and more endearing when it when unemployment was at two percent. Brother, it's not endearing anymore. It's not endearing anymore. But here's the problem. Hang on. Boomer Naturals has really, really, really changed things around my house and, and other people I know because the products, as you can imagine from the name, are natural. I don't like putting chemicals in my body. Now, you know, you listen to the show. I'm not some health freak. I love a good fast food burger as much as the next man. But when it comes to medications and or, or just basic treatments and things like that, I like natural things. No matter what it is, no matter what I put in my body, I prefer something that was grown in nature. I don't trust all this man-made garbage. Well, that's what you get at Boomer Naturals, natural things. And they have face masks right now, good ones. 92.2% antibacterial protection. That is incredible. They have adult sizes. They have kid sizes. They have it all at boomernaturals.com. So go boomernaturals.com. Use the code JESSE20 at checkout. Get you 20% off every single time you shop. I'm worried it's going to cost him the election. It's not endearing anymore. People are scared. People are hurting out there. 
I don't want Donald Trump to lose the election, and I don't want him screaming about cold case murders from an MSNBC host when 50 million Americans are out of work. My word. But at the same time, he's Poncho on the Hacienda. He can't help himself. He's got to do what he does. And that's what has me worried. Because it doesn't matter that I disagree about the lockdowns or anything else. We cannot, going into this disaster we're going into, have President Pudding Brain. We cannot. We need Donald Trump there. We need him deregulating the economy. We need Donald Trump there. And somebody, please, attempt to do the impossible and attempt to get the reins in on him. Nobody gives a crap about your, 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 whatever, feud with an MSNBC host right now. Nobody! My word. Jesse Kelly Show. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.